You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in into 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind Closed Doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Hi everybody, you are joining us on Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. Today you've got Sasha and Kitty Galore in the studio. And you know what, we're going to take things in a little bit of a different direction today, aren't we, Sasha? Yes, we are. We're going to go back to what we're actually here for and to share our experiences, stories from sex workers' experiences. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So for the month of July, Sasha is going to share a lot about our own personal journey Mm -hmm. and our own personal views on certain elements on sex work. And, you know, again, sex workers are so different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, we are not just the cis females who people think sex workers are, but, you know, it includes Sasha, who's... A uh, trans female sex workers. We also have male sex workers, um, a non-binary sex worker. So it's very diverse. Extremely so. And Dean as well, who's mm. a gay male sex worker, Correct. right? Yeah. And so this month, we're so excited to bring to you <laughs> all these different topics. Um, and Sasha, the first topic you'd like to share with us about is... The myth of big cocks. No, oh, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you getting too excited. Oh, there. yes. We've been talking about big cocks. So I'm so excited to share my experiences and... Um, to listen from uh, different people or different gender perspective about Big Cock. But before that, we are going to talk about... Coming out! The coming out of being a sex worker. That's C-O-M-E. Yes. Oh, oops, C-O-M-I-N-G. <laughs> oh, not C-U-M, okay. <laughs> I-N-G. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past about coming out. I even um, had an interview with the Red Magazine as well to talk about coming out. I believe coming out is not about shouting out loud to the people that you're sex workers. Because I don't believe in, you know, I treat sex work like real work. Mm. And, you know, I take pride on what I do. I'm not ashamed to, to tell people that I'm a sex worker. But I do not believe in... I have to tell you that I'm actually a sex worker. Mm. I mean, like, this is my personal view only. I mean, different people come out differently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, you know mm-hmm. that in the last few weeks, I've come out to a very close friend Correct. of mine, right? Yes. And yeah. you were there to witness yes. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
as I said, I mean, you were so nervous coming out to yeah. him, and then end up he actually suspected already. So, <laughs> and he still never treat you differently for all the wrong reasons, suspecting <laughs> me for a belly button ring. Yes, <laughs> but that was so cute, so innocent. And as I said, um, I used to be so nervous about it, um, but after a while, I'm just like, why am I so ashamed of? What I'm doing I'm really good at it Everybody Have used Sex worker services At least once In some way In some way Or or another Yeah Yeah. for sure Because a lot of people Don't realise That watching porn Is also Watching sex workers Doing their job Mm -hmm. And you know When I interviewed My good friend Jake Not long ago You could see that um, Yeah He didn't put porn In the same category As sex work Yeah so this is why we have Behind Closed Door to educate you people. <laughs> <laughs> In the most polite way possible. Um, but yeah, you know, just going back to that experience of me feeling so anxious and nervous mm. about coming out to my close friend. You know, I heard your interview with him and... That is something I want to reiterate in this particular episode because it's all about, you know, keeping that knowledge that you're a sex worker as a privilege. Mm. It's not something you go out and tell everybody uh, or yell it out in a restaurant. It's something that, you know, if you are comfortable with the person and you trust them, you can tell them. And if um, the person asks you, you can be really stoic and um, knowing that Mm -hmm. you are a good person it doesn't change who you are it's, it's just true. a job this is like i said this is part of all the stigmas that we have gone through um years and years and decades this is why behind closed door this year we are all about breaking stigma and breaking stigma is all starts from you i know remember those days and i'm like oh my god cover my face i know (laughs) and um yeah so you know a lot of celebrities now especially the transgender um actress um especially from pose has also came out that they used to be sex workers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have documentaries on it. Um, on, what documentary on, is this called? Uh, you can find um individuals, like one of the actors, Electra, on, the, on that show. She has came out um that she said she used to be a sex workers and she was proud of it. I yeah. mean, sex work has changed her. I mean, like, for myself as well, sex work has changed me to be a better person, to understand more about sex in the bedroom in general as well. It opened up my horizon <laughs> <laughs> and experiences experiences yeah for sure and you get to know uh, you learn about people at the same time too yeah yeah. so you know for me my journey of sex work is very similar to yours in the sense where I've learned so much more than I would ever have had mm-hmm. if I wasn't a sex worker mm. um, you know you learned about kinks and fetishes and BDSM and what the girlfriend experience is and what a full service or you know what sex work but the it's not full service, such yes. as you know, potentially stripping or online pornography or what do they what do the kids call it these days? Snapchat or something? Uh, <laughs> well, Snapchat is one, um, but in Australia we could not use Snapchat to get paid, but in America you can. Oh. But we can um, OnlyFans. Yeah, oh, OnlyFans. Yep, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Twitter as well. So, yeah, you can even have your own website these days too um, and get paid from it. Mm. Mm. Well, I, as my listeners know, don't really dwell too much into social media. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you know, it's really beautiful the things that sex workers are doing um, given the circumstances that we have to live by. You know, the, the requirement for having a double life. Yeah. 
that's like being almost like a secret agent. Well, it's true. I mean, um, there's people who I see. I mean, like not sex workers. Let's say people work in the real estate, right? Um, they also have a double life as well because they will be doing other things instead of just doing real estate. And they could be sex workers too. They could be sex workers too. <laughs> <laughs> because outside of working in the office, they dress differently. You can't even tell they were in the real estate anyway. And yes. you get what I mean? So it's the same as us. We dress in lingeries or in fetishes clothes in, in the bedroom. And then outside of work, we just dress normal, whatever fashion that we want to. There's a really funny episode on Curb Your Enthusiasm by Larry David um, and he's <laughs> waiting to go down the elevator and he encounters this person who's a sex worker and she's dressed in you know, fishnet stockings um, and is really low cut top and he says well, do you really have to dress like this? Like are you working right now? And what? it's 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 kind of funny. Well I think just right after the break, we'll touch base on fashion. Yes. And, you know, when you're coming out and you're a sex worker and people like yourself and myself, where we're in a public space now and mm -hmm. people know we're sex workers, what do we wear mm -hmm. in our personal life? Sure. <laughs> you're listening to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker show. This is on 3CR 855 AM. The Rainbow Door is a free, culturally safe, specialist helpline for all LGBTIQA Victorians. The helpline provides information, support and referral from experienced peer workers on issues including mental health, family violence, relationships, suicide prevention and sexual assault. For information, support and referral, call the Rainbow Door on 1800 729 367. That's 1800 729 367, 10am to 6pm every day. Switchboard is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. I'm Sasha and I've been chatting to Kitty about coming out as sex worker. And now we're going to touch base on fashion and sex work. Yeah, does fashion have to change when you come out as a sex worker? Really? Not really. I think that's what the peers want you to hear or make you believe. Because growing up... The trend, I'm just speaking on my trans community, my peers. Um, like, we can't use full full makeup during the day because people would know you're a sex worker. So it was the trans community that put that pressure yeah. onto individuals, is that right? Yeah, and you, and then they will shame you at the same time too. When they bump into you during the day in the city, it's like, oh, why are you wearing full makeup? What are you doing? Are you working right now? Like, dude... Makeup is for everybody. Women wear makeup. So, you know, I don't understand at the time, but I still against it. And I it's so funny because, you know, a few weeks back you said to me, this all stems from our own insecurities about people being able to tell if we're sex workers or not. Yeah. So really, it's not the way you dressed or how you were looking or the amount of makeup you were wearing, but more so it reflects on their yeah, correct. insecurity. It's true, <laughs> sis. Because even like if we wear like a low... Uh, cut top showing cleavage you will be shamed for wearing that uh, I'm speaking still on my peers only so um, yeah so but I'm a rebellious person I love fashion hang on hang on hang on you're rebellious but you're also one of the most respectful polite <laughs> people I've ever met no I'm talking about rebellious I do not stand of what they believe and I just wear whatever I want I f if I feel good if I look good I feel good yeah, that's how I say it you're challenging the status quo correct yeah, yeah. so if I want to wear stockings 
means during the day, I will. Mm. And people want to stare at me, go ahead. Mm. Why not? I mean, like, that's a compliment for me. I think as well, one of the best ways you've been able to demonstrate living through living your life is if you've got it flaunted. You that's know, it. Whom you are. Like, just celebrate who you are because that's the best way to live life, to be happy, to be free, and to encourage others to also be happy and free about themselves. And I'm so happy today that you're wearing red lipstick <laughs> <laughs> because we had this conversation in the past that you don't feel... Uh, secured wearing red lipstick during the day or outside of work. Well, and I was like, why? <laughs> okay, do you want to tell us uh, again why you do not feel comfortable wearing red lipstick in well, the past? Should I start from the start? Yes, please. Because, you know, I never started wearing red lipstick unless a, a client paid me to do it mm. uh, or requested it or... Um, you know, only a few months back when we did our performance together as a team at BCD yeah. for the Midsummer's performance. Yes, Midsummer Festival performance. Mm, yeah. yeah, the spoken words. You said to me, Kitty, we need to do something about your lips yeah. because <laughs> you know what you're wearing right now. That color isn't going to stand out. It's not going to look good enough in video. Correct, and I was yeah. like, Oh, but Sasha, you know, this is what I'm comfortable in. Yeah, you know, my natural colors. Um, and you're like, yeah, but on stage, the the lighting's so harsh, it's completely mm-hmm. different. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yeah, totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I saw that you weren't, un- uh, you were a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like puzzled at the same time, like why? And then, um, yeah, at the same time, I was puzzled. And then um, when we came here after that, and then I had to ask you that question, like why? And then we actually had the conversation and said like, you should just wear whatever you want. And I, I start to share my experience with you as well about the makeup thing. Yeah. So, yeah, and you know what? Like, post that performance, I just love it. Like, I won't wear red lipstick all the time, but of if course. I feel like it, yes. sure, why not, yes. right? Yes, Um, Because at the end of the day, I'm wearing it for me, mm. not for other people. Yes. If other people are going to judge me for it, well, it's not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on them. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you look gorgeous in red lipstick, <laughs> by the way. You. So, as soon as you open up your mind, it's like, oh my God, I saw colours. <laughs> Kitty always looking very pale all the time. <laughs> so I see colours now and she looks so vibrant. She's well rested. And yeah, the red lipstick actually complement her skin. It's so. funny because, you know, I've lived in multiple different Asian countries. Yeah. And in those Asian countries, the paler you are, the white, the fairer yeah. you are, the better it is. And also, you know, growing up um, back in my days in Hong Kong, mm. um, the women who would wear really dark red lipstick, they call them the sea light paw. What does that mean? In Cantonese. And it's like, I guess like, a very um, rich housewife type of thing. Oh, why not? Tai Tai. <laughs> yeah, like a Tai Tai. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's, that's if I dig deep enough, I'm sure there's some kind of deep-seated you know what? Um, underlying it, misconceptions there. It reminds me again when, um, when we used to paint our nails really red mm. and we wouldn't judge for being a sex worker in the past. Like, oh, you went red, red nails and you're a sex worker like no i'm wearing red rich um nails because it's chanel <laughs> <laughs> chanel make it on tr- uh, make the trend so you know people it's it's funny how people see it um in the past but i think it's changing now yeah but i think some people still stuck in the past unfortunately yes. for them you know it's not your fault for being so fashionable and sexy it's their fault well let me give you a very concrete example because i used to be 
in the same shoes as these people. Mm -hmm. So I would say, well, if someone um, has their nails fully done yeah. and they're what, two inches long, they're probably a sex worker. No, I'm, I'm not saying they're definitely, but yeah. I'm saying they're probably a sex worker. Yeah. And then I uh, met my fabulous accountant who had really, really long nails. <laughs> and she's never been a sex worker. Yeah. She's always been an accountant. And we had this like little conversation and it was so funny because she laughed and she said oh really you do think that everyone with long nails is a sex worker and it just showed how naive I was really mm. back in those days yeah well look at all the celebrities now even like Khloe Kardashian always they, they call it the hooker nails and she <laughs> always have long nails I don't know how she even wiped her us <laughs> and yeah and they actually talk about it on the show so why do they call it hooker nails because you know what um i guess because the stigma of having long nails um, originates maybe oh not really it's just that because of the sexiness and you know and yeah. they just everything that look sexy, they will resonate it to sex workers. Bingo! Yeah, yeah. I think you just hit the nail on the head mm. because, you know, people love oversimplifying things. Correct. If it's like too va-va-voom, too sexy, automatically, oh, sex worker. Yeah. Right? And obviously they don't use the polite, respectful term, sex mm -hmm. worker. They say other mm -hmm. words. Yeah, yeah. Um, like hooker nails. Hookers, yeah. Um, but, you know, the truth of fact is that Long nails are hard to keep. They break, and when they break, they hurt. Oh my god! Tell me about it. And every three weeks, you have to go get them done mm -hmm. because if you don't get them done, there's a higher risk of breaking, and they hurt. Yes, but they look sexy as. And you know, it's two <laughs> hours, or you know, one to two hours Correct. of your life sitting there, not able to <laughs> use your hands. Um, you know, for everyone out there who judges people with long nails. We are going through a lot of effort <laughs> and time. It's true. So, you know, for and money. And money as well. Yes, it's not cheap. So, you know, for everyone who has long nails out there, my hat's off to you. Mm. And uh, full respect um, for looking after yourself, for doing self-care. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're a sex worker. You know, you do you and we celebrate you. Correct. Let's so, celebrate people. Stop the hate. No hate. And Sasha, introduce to us the song that we're going to play now alright the song that we're going to play now is a song that was almost um, an anthem for the trans community and this is called This Is Me
gonna drown them out. This is brave, this is bruised, this is who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, you see your icon! That was This Is Me by The Greatest Showman. You've been listening to Behind Closed Doors. I'm Sasha and I've been chatting with Kitty. Hey everyone. I love that song. And I remember it was you. Introduced it to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because uh, we used that song for um, for a fashion show to raise money for family violence um, in International Women's Day 2018. Mm. Mm. And this song talks so much about being yourself, being proud of who you are, even if you don't fit that stereotype or, you know, what society expects you to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to celebrate being different. This is what a lot of us struggle as for being trans and also sex workers. We struggle for um, to, to be comfortable for being us because mm. people's always judging you. I think the facts is really concrete. Sex work is not something that's fully accepted by society. Mm. You know, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm a accountant or I'm a teacher, people are like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But if you say you're a sex worker, they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think it's changing now. A lot of people are coming out. Like we, in um, in previous episode, we interviewed um, Linda from Slut Walk, mm-hmm. um, Melbourne, and she said she would like to just go get a coffee and people would ask her if how uh, was her night um, or how's her day yesterday at work. And she was just like, oh, you know, my client was, um, she just wanted to talk about her clients. Mm. And, you know, uh, and to be able to talk about her clients and people just respect it. I feel her. I mean, you know, I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about the awkward conversation. Mm. Mm. Especially when, when it comes to sex. Well, yeah, sex is so taboo. Yeah. And, you know, there was a time in my personal experience where I shared with someone whom I didn't know very well about my sex work. And she wanted to sprinkle holy water on me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? She said, she said, don't forget God loves you. And I'm like, I yeah, know God, God I know, loves yeah. me. <laughs> that, do you know God loves you? Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> you know what? You, that's already um, judging you yeah. for you. Thinking that doing sex work is bad. But what about you having sex, picking up boys um, in the club and just have sex with them? Isn't that bad? Um, because sex before marriage, if you're that religious. If they're that religious, then yeah. Um, you know, We can judge them too. Well, that's not what we do here, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Let's not judge people, you know? You judge people when they do bad things. Sex work is not a bad thing. Yeah. 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 And I think judging people is something that is very natural for human beings mm-hmm. and it's something that we have to be aware about, alert Correct. about. Yeah. And then if ever we catch ourselves judging someone, yeah. pull back. Yeah. You know, stop yourself and say, hang on, I don't like it when other people judge me, so I'm not going to judge others. You know what? Um, being on behind closed door, I have to I have to say I used to be that person as well, like judging others because I wasn't aware of my action gonna be hurting other people. Mm. But um, being in behind closed doors, being an advocate, you learn a lot more. You know that those 
words, that one word could actually hurt somebody, you mm. know, and it could even potentially, um, yeah, um, cause somebody's life. You know, in this realm of sex work, we deal so much with emotion and in a space that's vulnerable. Mm. You know, our clients come to see us in a very private and closed space. I like to joke about this hooker client or, you know, uh, yeah. sex worker client confidentiality. Yeah. Because uh, I never share anything that's personal with my clients or they're always constantly de-identified, right? Yeah. And the thing is that in this vulnerable space, you learn so much about someone. Mm. Um, and vice versa as well. And oftentimes you'll see that people come to you because they have a need that's unmet. Um, you know, they're too busy for relationships and they're not uh, picking up people at clubs because they're being respectful yeah. of women's hearts and yeah. women's emotions. Yeah. And therefore they prefer to come see sex workers instead because it's a purely a transaction. There's nothing afterwards after you've finish that business transaction right because there's no commitment no commitment yeah. no need to call back yeah. two days later <laughs> unless they're horny again <laughs> it happens yes but then, again it's all transactional work. it's all transa- transactional correct yeah and there's no commitment I mean that half an hour an hour or two hours um, time that actually they need Not sometimes it's just not for sex it's actually they need to talk about their life yeah mm. that, I think that's absolutely truthful and people tend to judge not only sex workers but our clients mm. as you know people who are bad when the truth is a lot of shame them, them. It's, it's the same as well hang on shame on those people who are judging right exactly no but these people who are judging will shame the the people who use sex worker services uh, yeah, yes. it's the same goes to trans people as well people will shame those guys who dates um, 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 the men who dates trans women mm. it's just unnecessary why do you think people do that? Because people are so, I don't know, Is like you said, it goes back to the reflection of themselves. Yeah, they just insecurity. have so much hate in them. Why? <laughs> Why aren't you fucking happy? <laughs> Probably because they're not getting enough sex. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So Okay, okay, hang on a second. Let's take a, a quick breather here. If any of you who are listening <sighs> don't have access to a lot of sex, that's fine. That's a normal part of uh, human life. But, you know, uh, biology dictates that as a human, mm. you will have sexual needs Correct. Um, at some point in your life. And when you have those needs, it's important not to suppress it. It's important to acknowledge it. It's yeah. important to say, it's not that I'm sinful mm. or that, you know, the devil's trying to possess my body. <laughs> <laughs> but just meet those needs in a respectful way, i.e., you know, learning how to do self service mm. that could be through masturbation exploration yeah. um you know that could be seeing a sex worker yeah that could be having a very uh respectful consensual conversation with your partner to see how can you meet their needs so they can meet your needs as well you know these are things that good advice is good advice <laughs> well, relationship advice yeah, for Sa- sure. Sasha and I are going to spend an episode or two sharing our very top secrets about <laughs> ways to improve your relationships in general, but also in the bedroom. Yes. Um, I guess we don't have much time to talk about big cocks. <laughs> so we're going to continue with that um, on another episode. So there's uh, more about big cocks, premature ejaculation. And many more. And those are all myths, guys. Just oh, yeah. to give you a heads up, like there are some things that are true and then there are many things yes. that are not true. <laughs>
Well, you've been listening to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex workership radio show. We hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as Sasha and I have enjoyed it. Yes. Sitting here chatting with you. See you next week. This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.